Roughly 14 years have passed since the signing of the Good Friday Peace Accord that ended decades of bloody conflict in Northern Ireland. But that doesn't mean the area has remained free of conflict, tensions, and even violence. We're joined now by Jamie Smith of the Financial Times, whose article about the situation is called A Peace to Protect. We have a link to it on our show page. Jamie, welcome to today's underreported segment. Good afternoon. How long did the conflict over Northern Ireland go on before the 1998 peace accords? There was a 30-year period of violence um, called the Troubles in Northern Ireland, which began in the late 1960s. Um, It was sparked out of a civil rights movement um, where the situation in Northern Ireland was that the Catholic minority population were excluded from the avenues of power. They suffered job discrimination and discrimination in housing. And uh, the civil rights movement started at the end of the 1960s and it uh, led to clashes with the... um, with the uh, Protestant-dominated government there. And we had the formation of the Irish Republican Army um, at that stage, and uh, three decades of conflict continued from there. Now, the the Accords were signed in 1998. Is the peace process still technically in place? Certainly, the peace process is in place, and Northern Ireland is a much-changed uh, place since that uh, peace agreement was signed. That really brokered a historic compromise between the majority Protestant community and the minority Catholic community, um, and it ushered in a period of self-government. So what we've seen is that we've had uh, 15 years of relative calm and peace, and that has created a lot of inward investment into Northern Ireland. So you have had uh, a lot of jobs created Uh, The cities are very much changed places. Uh, It's almost a a normal life has been created there, uh, which wasn't possible during the Troubles. But uh, over the last three or four years, what we've begun to see is a slight uptick in uh, violence perpetrated by Republican dissident groups. These are groups that have split off from the former IRA, and uh, they're pursuing a policy of trying to get a united Ireland through uh, violence. And uh, we've seen several murders. And then earlier this year, we had a huge bomb which was uh, diffused outside the border town of Newry. This bomb was bigger than the uh, OMA bomb, which was the single biggest act of terrorism during the Troubles in 1998, which killed 29 people. So uh, there is a lot of concern that... um, this increase in dissident activity could usher in a new era of violence in Northern Ireland. I think the concern is uh, increased because we've also got an economic crisis at the minute in Ireland and the UK and Northern Ireland. So we're seeing a very difficult economic situation, an increase in unemployment, and the potential for dissident groups to try and lure young people onto the path of violence again. So economic problems have led to religious-based tensions or renewed religious-based tensions? Well, even though... I mean, is this still a Catholic-Protestant conflict, or are we seeing something else developing? What we've seen is that despite 15 years of peace, the two communities still live in very different communities, and sectarianism remains a very strong part of life in Northern Ireland, especially in working-class communities. So 
there are large working class estates where uh, you wouldn't have different communities living together. Uh, the Catholic and Protestant communities live on these uh, estates separated out from themselves and there still is a lot of conflict and division there. Um, I think the danger is that on some of these more, most marginalised estates, especially in the Republican areas, which are uh, the Catholic areas, uh, you are beginning to see a certain breakdown and disenchantment with the peace process and with the Sinn Féin party, which is now part of the government in Northern Ireland and which was previously linked to the IRA. So there's a fight going on for the hearts and minds of uh, working class young people in, in some of these estates. And uh, you're seeing a growing disenchantment with, with Sinn Féin and the peace process as the economy worsens. Well, the, the, the economy has worsened both in Ireland and in the UK. So is there a kind of a, like, uh, are these people feeling a, a, a kind of a pinch from both sides? I think what the people are feeling in these working class communities, you know, for the article that I wrote, I traveled to several different estates in Belfast and up in uh, Londonderry. And what you see is our communities where the peace dividend and investment actually never really reached them. So these are communities of people where you've got six out of ten people are economically inactive. There are very little jobs. So, for example, uh, the week in July when I travelled up to these areas, there was uh, a, a, a piece in the paper about how there were 2,300 applications for 14 jobs at a furniture store. So the situation is uh, compounded by the fact that there aren't that many jobs and uh, also there's a certain frustration with uh, with Sinn Féin which is now in government and which previously would have run these republican areas and been very very strong there because it's entered government now and it supports the police the police um, are in these areas a lot and the community has a lot of difficulties with them and also they see that Sinn Féin has to a certain extent uh, given its own supporters a lot of the jobs and a lot of the funding so there's a real frustration that Sinn Féin has sold out and a United Ireland has not been brought about um, but it would be wrong to over-exaggerate this. This is particularly in the marginalised working-class communities, uh, places like uh, Derry, Lurgan, some parts of Belfast, where this sort of uh, fight on the ground for the hearts and minds of the working-class communities is going on. Well, isn't the unemployment rate in Northern Ireland much lower now than it was in 1982 when it was at 20%? Uh, I thought that the uh, the peace agreements helped the economy. People... Uh, uh, companies started going in there. Uh, there was a lot more investment. Has that all died down? Is that partly because uh, because of England's problems today and the fact that uh, Ireland is has a pretty sick economy right now? It's uh, Ireland, its neighbor? Well, really what you saw after the 1998 peace agreement was a real decade of rapid growth in the economy. Unemployment fell very strongly and a lot of people uh, got jobs in the construction industry because you had a huge property boom in all across the island of Ireland and in Northern Ireland. 
what we've had since is a major property bust in Ireland and Northern Ireland. So you've had, a, uh, for just for an example, house prices have collapsed by more than 50% in these communities and hundreds and thousands of construction workers have lost their jobs. And of course, it's the working class communities where a lot of people had got jobs in the construction industry and they are now not, um, they're not available. So you've got a lot of young people with very little to do and they're vulnerable to being recruited by dissidents. But also, I think it's not just an economic issue, it's an ideological issue. And um, what's happened is that as Sinn Féin has gone into government and supported the police in Northern Ireland, you've had people uh, becoming disenchanted with the fact that they're becoming almost an, they're becoming an establishment party in Northern Ireland, whereas they used to be a party of revolution. So for people that haven't really benefited in the, in the peace dividend and the boom, they are getting uh, increasingly disenfranchised with that. And that's where you're seeing these, these armed groups beginning to recruit some young people. Are there Protestant militant groups as well? Yeah, there sure are. Um, there are uh, the the UDA and the UVF are still around in Northern Ireland. And just uh, last summer, you saw huge riots out in East Belfast, uh, which were instigated by the Ulster Volunteer Force, which are one of the main Protestant paramilitary groups. They're still taking part in punishment beatings of young people who step out of line in their communities and uh, they're still involved in crime, extortion, rackets. I mean, I think on both sides of the community, these paramilitary groups are anxious to keep control of the working class areas because it brings in a regular income. And it also gives them uh, status within their own community. And that's one of the big problems here, that since uh, the peace agreement, some of the paramilitaries, you know, they've lost their sort of goal in life. And uh, they see clinging on to these sort of dissident groups as, as a way to uh, maintain power and uh, lifestyle. The detail, which is an online investigative wing of the Belfast TV station, did an analysis of government data and found that 60,000 members of the public in Northern Ireland legally own over 146,000 firearms. Uh, I'm assuming there are a lot of illegal weapons out there as well, which could lead to a serious inflammatory situation. We have just moments left, but has uh, uh, David Cameron's approach to Northern Ireland been different than his predecessors? Well, certainly on the ground in Northern Ireland, you get a bit of a lot of frustration from community workers who feel that the British and the Irish governments have taken their eye off the ball. David Cameron um, has been criticised for not uh, meeting the leaders of the Northern Irish executive. In fact, meeting them less than to those leaders have met Barack Obama since uh, he was elected. So there's been a very much a hands-off approach by both governments as they struggle with their own economic problems. And uh, there's a hope that there'd be more re-engagement there. Um, and also you would see that uh, the issue has certainly uh, gone down also from America, which was a huge supporter of the peace process. Jamie Smith's article, A Peace to Protect, in the Financial Times, uh, you can find it uh, uh, on our show page. We have a link to it there. My great thanks to you for talking about the troubles in Northern Ireland on today's uh, Backstory segment. It's been a pleasure, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of scary and sad. Thank you.